common sense, logic, critical thinking, the ability to think for yourself, being resilient, being tough, being mentally strong. Are they things that we need to be as leaders? So if you're a parent, a teacher, a coach, a boss, a leader, an exercise professional. And what about our kids? Isn't all of those words, they, they are things that we want for our kids, that we want to teach our kids. And it seems that uh, we talk about it a lot, but what are we actually doing as adults to live the example, be the example of a person who has common sense, logic, critical thinking abilities, the ability to think for yourself, and are we mentally tough and strong? And it's uh, there's two parts to that because we hear a lot about being vulnerable and sharing with people how you feel and letting people know that you're doing it tough. And yet we also talk about being resilient and being able to work it out for yourself to be mentally strong, to be mentally healthy. So where does that leave us as uh, people who are responsible for future adults? And what about our future adults? How, how do they know what to do? Are they meant to be sad and they meant to be depressed? Are they meant to tell people when they're not feeling good? Or are they meant to be mentally tough? And I know this is a very controversial topic and I've got to be very careful because it's also politically incorrect now. But I have, as an old woman, and I say this with passion and enthusiasm every time, I have lived on the planet for a very long time and I've observed excellence, I've observed success, I've experienced uh, what it's like to be unsuccessful and successful, I've experienced being unhappy and happy, I've experienced having career success and financial success and I study it in other people. I'm really interested in what makes some people successful versus some people unhappy, miserable, grumpy, hate their life have a career that they don't like. And in my observation, in my experience, uh, it seems that the people that earn the most money, the people that are the most valuable to their family, to their friends, to their social group, to their sporting team, to their business, are the people who have all of those things. They've got common sense, so they can literally analyze something and work out whether it makes sense. They're logical, which means they are the opposite to emotional. If we are emotionally involved, is it possible that it's more difficult to think clearly? Uh, often if you uh, watch crime television or you uh, go to movies about how uh, the FBI works or how the CIA works or uh, how if you're in an important role in society when it comes to <clears throat> crime fighting, for example, it's always about... If you are emotionally involved in this situation, you can't be you can't be part of the investigation because when you're emotionally involved, you can't think clearly. When you are thinking logically, which means you can step through the process and understand it without emotion, it seems that you become much more valuable to that particular situation. So common sense, being able to analyze something and work out whether it makes sense. Logical thinking, so no emotion involved. What is critical thinking? If you look at the word critical, usually that's related to if somebody's in critical condition, they have to go to the hospital. If somebody's uh, got their businesses in, in a critical shape, it means if there's something wrong with it. So what does critical thinking actually mean? And could it mean your ability to handle tough situations, to think through something, even if there's stress going on, even if there is a big challenge, even if everybody else is emotionally involved or panicking? And it's one of those interesting quotes that keeps coming up when it comes to leadership, 
panic is never part of the solution. It seems that emotion is never part of the solution because when we get involved emotionally, we seem to be uh, unable to think logically and it seems that results, uh, outcomes, solutions come from logical thinking rather than from an emotional side. Just interesting things to consider. So here's a great thing to analyze from a leadership role. If you are a parent, a teacher, a coach, somebody who's responsible for our future adults, having the ability to think clearly, to think to think logically, to be critical thinkers, to be resilient and to be mentally tough, uh, how would you rate yourself on all of those? And uh, I'm, I'm in a leadership role. I don't have any choice to be weak. I don't know about you, but I just don't. It's People rely on me to be tough, to be strong, to be mentally positive, uh, to be a solution finder and to be an optimist. I don't have a choice. Uh, And if you are a parent, a teacher, a coach, a leader, a boss, anybody in a leadership role, I, I reckon that there's a pretty important question to be asked. Do you have a choice or do you have to be someone who is capable of common sense thinking, logical thinking? Uh, critical thinking, are you resilient and are you mentally tough? And there's a full spectrum of questions there. But how do you become that person? And uh, that's my that has been my study of excellence. Because to me, a person who can handle a tough situation without falling down or somebody that falls down and gets back up again. But there are some people, and I'm, again, in this situation, I can't fall down. I don't have a choice to do that. I have to stay standing. There's another great quote. You don't know how strong you are until strong's the only option. Well, if you put yourself into a position where strong is the only option, I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice to be weak. I don't have a choice to be miserable. I don't have a choice to be grumpy. I have to be a tough, strong person for all the people in my life. Now, there's an interesting strategy there that was shared with me a very long time ago, that if you need to be upset, if you need to be grumpy, if you need to be emotional, if you need to be sad, give yourself some time to do that. Go off and do it by yourself. Uh, And I share that with you because, of course, I've had some really terrible things happen in my life. I've had people die. I've had people very close to me be diagnosed with horrible diseases, with terminal illness. I've had um, horrible things happen in business. I've had people treat me terribly. Uh, Life happens. And one of the things about that, though, when you think about it logically, how could we get tougher and stronger if we didn't have all of those situations? So one of the strategies for me is, yes, if I need to be sad or I need to be angry or I need to be grumpy, I go away and do it by myself so I don't put that shit on anybody else. But I give myself a time frame and then I get it over and done with. Uh, but the ability to be able to get stronger because of that situation, how this has happened to me, I can't change that it's happened. And see, that's a logical way to look at something. Emotionally, it's like, well, why did this happen to me? And oh, why, why always me and poor little old me versus the logical uh, analyzation is my favorite word for that is that thing happened. It didn't happen to me, it just happened. How can I learn from it? How can I grow from it? How can I get mentally tougher and stronger because of it? And that's one of the things about all the horrible things that have happened in my life. I'm so grateful for them because how do you get stronger, tougher and wiser if life is easy? We only get fitter when we get puffed. We only get stronger when we overload our muscles. Uh, Diamonds are only created under pressure. The most beautiful uh, gemstone in the world is only created under pressure. If it's not under pressure, it's just a dirty old rock. So there's some of the things to consider. If you want to have common sense, logic, 
critical thinking, mental toughness, you need to be mentally strong. Are some, are some of those things, uh, could they become critical? There you go. Uh, things that we have to think about. Uh, if I'm upset or miserable, how do I, if I need to be, let's go and be miserable for a certain period of time and get on with it. How do I get stronger and tougher and wiser because of it? What did I learn from it? How can I grow from it? How can I become better because of it? And then how can I teach that to other people? And of course, all of those headspaces are not emotional. If you're panicking, if you're sad, if you're depressed, if you're miserable, if you can't see it from a logical perspective, obviously you are now emotional, which means you can't look at it from a solution-finding perspective. And I've got some really interesting examples for that. Uh, Let's just say the worst-case example, and this this is horrible, but let's just say you found your partner... Uh, was cheating on you with your best friend. Now, the emotional reaction or response, and I would say reaction to that, would be to hate your partner and hate your best friend and be very upset. And that would be probably a normal human emotion. But there comes a point, a logical point, where if you can bring yourself there quickly, this would be uh, make that whole situation so much easier to handle. Uh, what you just found out, that your, that your partner is cheating on, me, cheating on you with your best friend, Isn't that technically awesome that you found that out? Do you really want a partner that's going to cheat on you with your best friend? And is that your best friend? Of course not. Now, I know it's easy for me to stand here and talk about that, but I've been in situations like that and I've helped other people deal with situations like that where you have to look, that's a critical situation. How do I get out of this as a stronger, better person? And ultimately, when you get to the point where you can say, well, I'm really glad that I found that out because I don't want to be with that person. They're not my really my partner. They, they cheated with me. I'm my best friend. That's not my best friend because why would they do that to me? Then if you go a step further, it was do I need to take responsibility for why that happened. Was I indifferent to my partner? Was I... Uh, not a loving partner? What did I do that could have caused that situation? And there's two logical headspaces to that. Either I caused it and I accept that, take responsibility and move on, or I had nothing to do with it. It was just two lousy, horrible people that did a terrible thing to me. But technically, they didn't do it to me. They just did what they did and I can get to respond or react to that. And that is just one of those interesting situations that when you're in a logical headspace, you can deal with it. Uh, there's another one is if you get fired. Uh, it's really easy to get angry, to get emotional, to get upset. I've lost my job. What am I going to do? But there's two things. One is if you are really good at what you do and you were creating value to the organization, is it possible that whoever fired you didn't want to fire you because you're really good at what you do? Uh, And they will probably give you a great reference because they didn't want to fire you. Something happened in the organization that maybe they couldn't afford you anymore, etc. Or is it possible that you weren't adding value to the organization? You weren't uh, giving them a reason to keep you, so they needed to get rid of you. And could that be a personal responsibility? And again, that requires critical thinking. It requires logical logical thinking and common sense. What did I do to bring this situation on to myself, take full responsibility, versus if it's something that I have absolutely no control over, I learn from it, I grow from it, and I move on, but I had no control over it. It's like complaining about the weather. A lot of people do. But is that logical? (laughs) 
A lot of people talk about the weather. Is that logical? Obviously, if you, everyone looks out the window, we can see whether it's raining or whether it's sunny. Do we really need to talk about that? If we want to get better at what we do, get stronger, tougher, wiser, solution-finding solution optimist, would we really talk about the weather, such a boring topic that we have absolutely no control over? But I'm sure you've met people like I have who complain about the weather, wish it wasn't raining. Well, isn't that just silliness? I wish it was cold, I wish it was hot. Isn't that silliness? We can't control the weather. So our common sense logical brain would say, I've got no control over that, so I'm just gonna love it, appreciate it, move on, and if I need to learn and grow from it, I will. So could that be a really good strategy to put into your headspace as a leader, parent, teacher, coach, boss? What do I need to do first? What's the, the, the system for working this out? And I'll just take you through, this is a system that was taught to me and it works beautifully for me. People say, Rowie, how can you be happy all the time? This is why. Number one is I look at everything that happens and do I have control over it or don't I have control over it? If I have control over it, then I accept responsibility, I learn from it, fix it, change it, make it better, don't do it again. One of the things that I'm, I'm really uh, a stickler for is if I make a mistake, I don't want to make the same mistake twice. So am I responsible for it? Can I control it? If the answer is yes, what am I going to do differently so it doesn't happen again? If I have no control over it, I'm going to move on. I can't, I've got absolutely no control over it. The emotional side of that though is, for example, if somebody dies, I have no control over that, but I'm going to give myself some time to deal with it, to grieve, to be sad about it. But am I going to, that grief that I'm going through, do I really need to share that with other people? And it's a really tough question to ask because obviously we want to be comforted. We want sympathy probably. But ultimately, uh, I'm sure you've experienced this where somebody's told you that somebody in their family has died or something terrible has happened to them. And you might have thought, oh, that's sad. But there was no emotion involved for you. You just went, oh, well, that, you know, somebody in their family died. Her mum died or her dad died. People don't really care, and I know that sounds very harsh. But ultimately, if we need people to care, is it possible that that's where we could get into some trouble? Because we want people to feel sorry for us, or we want people to care about us, and if we don't, then we get angry about it. Well, it's lovely, and I treat this as icing. If somebody cares about me, if they are genuinely interested in me, if they are genuinely sad for me if something terrible happens to me because they happen to find out about it, that's lovely, but I don't want to have to rely on it. That's the logical side of that. If I've got to go through something tough, if something terrible happens to me, I need to be able to handle it. Whether I've got help or support or not, I need to be able to handle it. Because there's this great, again, a great philosophy. If I'm relying on somebody, somebody to support me, what if they don't show up? If I'm relying on somebody to motivate me, what if they don't show up? If I'm relying on somebody to be my, uh, to help me do something, what if they don't show up? And I'm sharing that with you from life experience. Often if you've expected people to show up, they haven't, or you've wanted them to help and they didn't, or you hope that they would feel sorry for you and they just didn't, they didn't care. And if you are expecting that from other people, that's where logical and common sense thinking comes in. I have no control over other people, do you? The only person that I have control over is me, my own emotions, my own thoughts, my own actions, my own results. And if I if I have a poor result, I have to have a look at why did that happen and take responsibility for it. I can't blame somebody else. 
I can't blame somebody else for not showing up. I can't blame somebody else for not motivating me. I can't blame somebody else for not caring about me. I have to be the person that can do all of those things myself. And there's some of those words I think that are really important. Uh, There's motivation, inspiration, education, discipline. Shouldn't all of those words come with self before them? I'm self-motivated, I'm self-inspired, I'm self-educated, and I'm self-disciplined. And is it possible that if you put all of those into place, then everything else just becomes a bonus? If you are self-motivated and then somebody also motivates you, that's a bonus. If you're self-inspired and somebody else comes along and inspires you, that's a bonus. If you're self-educated and then somebody else comes and gives you some more education, added bonus. Woohoo! If you are self-disciplined and somebody inspires you to be even more disciplined, that's awesome. But ultimately, don't we have to do all of those things ourselves? Uh, Really tough questions to ask because I don't think we live in a world anymore where any of those things are considered even normal. It seems that we're almost teaching people you have to rely on somebody else's help. The government will help you. The teachers will help you. Your parents will help you. If you need money, just have a look at what the governments in the world are doing. It seems that, well, we haven't got enough money, so let's borrow some more. Rather than find a way to create more of our own, let's just borrow some more. Critical thinking, (laughs) logical thinking, common sense says that if if we were teaching our kids finances, if we were teaching our kids to be self-reliant, resilient, we wouldn't tell them to go and borrow money from their friends or their family or the bank. We would say, let's first of all find out how we can create some income for ourselves. I'm just using that as another example. If we want to live in a world where people have common sense, they can actually make sense of things They're logical, not emotional. They are capable of critical thinking so they can handle a tough situation and and think about it critically. If we want people to be resilient, if we want people to be mentally tough, do we need to set the example so that our kids can actually see what that looks like? And could that mean that we have to use that word self? Self Self-inspired, self-motivated, self-educated, self-disciplined. And if we're all of those things... Is it possible that then somebody looks into our life and says, well, it is possible. Look at what they're doing. And that's all I've done with my life. I've looked at the people that have created something from nothing. I've looked at the people that have gone through really tough times and handled it and been solution finders. I've looked at people that have been treated badly, had have come from a poor uh, background, a poor experience. Terrible things have happened to them, but they've still become tough, strong rock solid human beings and I'm really I get excited when I meet those people read about those people experience those people and I decided that I wanted to be one of those people how about you but here's an even more important question do you have a choice if you are a parent if you're a teacher if you're a coach if you're a boss if you're a leader do you have a choice to be weak uh, to be pessimistic to be negative or do you have to be a positive solution finder who has common sense, logic, you are a critical thinker, you are resilient, and you are self-disciplined, self-motivated, self-inspired, and self-educated. Could they be really good questions that we should be asking if we want our world to be a better place and if we want our kids to grow up in a really great world? Could they be great questions? Woohoo!